Hey everybody. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about whether you're doing things strategically and making your music have the greatest chance of success possible, or are you just following what every Tom, Dick, and Harry on the planet <laughs> is doing that will lead you to utter despair? Oh, that's so sad. Don't play follow the leader. Don't play follow the leader. Let's roll the intro. This podcast is for singers who have music in their soul and want to be in the spotlight. We are Invictivox Radio. What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Invictivox Radio, where, as always, we are your hosts, Mike and Angie Lee. And <laughs> today <laughs> we're going to be talking about, um, again, like so often mm. in what we do. Yep. We ask people why they are making the choices that they're making. Uh, so when it comes to releasing their music and, and all these other things, we'll get into specific examples. But mm -hmm. the answer that people always give us is, well, that's what everybody else is doing. Yeah, might as well do. Because that they're just like, yeah, follow the leader. That's going to be kind of like hinted at. They're just like, hey, well, I'm going to release a million singles because that's what everyone else does on Spotify. It's like, yeah, how's that going for them? Well, that's <laughs> that's where I want to actually start, right? Like, how successful is the average person that's that's going into the music career, or trying to have a music career, right? Like, what would you say is the chance of someone, the average person, making it? That's like such an ambiguous question. You could you can talk about numbers though. We can tell you straight up that eighty percent of the people who post music on Spotify have less than a thousand plays. Yeah. So, okay, so su super <laughs> low, right? <laughs> Which is why we said in a couple podcasts ago that th there's this idea of music being a pipe dream. Yeah. Right? And well, I and I think it's super low. I just want to interject this really quickly so that people aren't despairing right off the bat. <laughs> to our podcast. We're not saying it's super low and that like, only the select few get lucky. Like That's not what we're saying. Um, what we're saying is it's super low because most people just don't understand the strategies that they need to um, to deploy to be able to be successful. And they're playing follow the leader and they're doing what every they see everybody else do, but it's not strategic and it's not there's not the right the, you know they're not asking asking themselves the right questions with their projects and doing something that will actually be successful. Simply creating music and putting it on Spotify does not equal success. And it's not going to get you there, you know, hence the 80% uh, of people having less than a thousand plays. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think that's, that's great to know that. Okay. And we know that our listeners <laughs> are the few who are going to make the right decisions, make better decisions and step out there and actually get their music heard. Yes. So the first example that we want to give where this is what everybody says this about, and Angie kind of brought it uh. up already is dropping singles, right? Plop it's plop like, plop hey, plop if plop you drop a single every six weeks, you're going to be successful. But why? Right. Why would that make you successful? Well, they're trying to break the algorithm. So a lot of them are thinking like, ooh, I can get on playlists, or ooh, if I keep you know, dropping music consistently, it's going to keep people coming back, and like, I can hit more people, maybe I can get on better playlists and all this stuff, and then it goes into the whole playlist thing. Well, i got to email all these people to try to get on their playlists, and get more people to listen to my singles. The problem is, have you ever, like, just gone into the experience as a listener and not as someone who's actually putting out music and gone and looked at someone's Spotify and their discography where there's a million singles? 
it's not it really appealing. And it's honestly like daunting as a listener to just be like, oh my gosh, there's just so much. And, you know, really making sure, th- then it goes into the whole strategy of how do you get your top five songs to be really good and not have like just mediocre stuff going through there. So, so it's, it's a whole slew of things, but you guys, you've got to just from the beginning, put your thinking caps on of what it's like to be a consumer of music. Yeah. Like, just think of it that way. Like, that's the first big thing that you can do. And it's probably one of the most important steps you can take um, when you're even just creating your project, when you're going into the recording studio, everything else. Um, you said something just this last week that I thought was really, really great. And, I, and if everybody can think of it this way, like, what's it like to be a consumer of music? But also um, think consider that you are not just a musician. If you're trying to be commercially successful, you are a music centric entertainer and so if you can start to think of it that way of like i'm not just putting out music because i'm just a musician like if you want to be just a musician go do that but if you actually want a career in music and you want to make money doing it then make sure that you understand that you're an entertainer first yeah like that that's it and so if you are just putting music out because you like it and only you like it (laughs) and it only passes through the filter of what you want um and it's like oh i'm just feeling this bro like then you know go do that but that's not going to make you commercially successful so it's just this idea of put yourself in the shoes of who you're trying to get to listen to your music right listening to a bunch of singles sucks it's not a super fun experience um, when you're trying to find a new artist, especially if the artist only has like one or two songs, when you go to their Spotify and you're like, man, I, I like this single a lot. Where's more? Or they, you go and like a lot of the songs are really mediocre, but they have one good single and you listen to that one single and then you don't follow them. So I'm, right. I'm, I'm actually digging into a bunch of different little problems here. Yeah, you're going into, you're going, going all over the We're place. We're going all, I'm all over the place. But man, just like, so I think step one is like, really guys? You are your entertainers. You are music-centric entertainers. Put yourself in your, what we call in the biz, avatars, shoes, the person that you're actually trying to create music for. And that's going to make a huge change on how you even look at your entire career. Well, yeah. And I think that that's actually the, the best point, right? Like, tactically, you can't think of it. from the the perspective of the creator you have to think of it from the perspective of the consumer so i think as you're making your decisions and really this should probably be at the end of the episode where it's like okay well what's the main tip we'll circle back the main (laughs) piece of advice right (laughs) but we'll get into some other things but as far as the way we always create our strategy it always comes from that place the place of the consumer Mm. um Because you have to do things that make sense from their end. And yeah, I hate, like, if I find a new artist and I want to go hear their music, one, everybody always does this. So just think of it from this perspective, right? You click on an artist, you see their top five. You'll you'll play through the at least the the top one to two tracks on there that you think are great. Okay? So typically... I'll do that, and then when I see a huge drop-off in plays in their top five, I'm like, okay, these guys are like one-hit wonders. But a lot of times I'll still go into their discography to see if the one that was like their best song, if there's other great songs on that album. But if I have to look through 500 singles, I'm not clicking on every one of them. No, it's a pain. 
It's a, it, but if they have like two EPs. But if you think about it, that's probably you'll listen to an album. That's probably one of the reasons why there is such a drop off is because if you're creating single, 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 mm-hmm. you might have one that goes off, but then you have nothing else in that in that uh, in that album for people <laughs> to listen yeah. to, and so so instead of actually listening to some of the other songs, they just listen to that one single, and then it makes it on your top five, and that's what people. Keep and say so you do get it onto a playlist. Well, then again. What if they go listen to that single on the playlist and they go look at your other stuff? Then what? Is there anything there for them to land on? Is there a collection of really great music or is it just like a bunch of little singles that are hitting? That and don't get me wrong. I think it's good to launch music. I think it's good to get into the studio. And I don't want to beat you guys up too much, but um, go get experience and create music and get it out there. I think that's a really good process to understand and learn. But I always really encourage people to do an EP first. Always, always. I know that seems like weird. They're like, oh, I just want to dabble. I want to just like launch a single. The only time I tell people to launch singles if they haven't launched anything is if they're doing a Christmas song. Yeah. Because like everybody has, you know, their one Christmas song that their fans listen to every time that year rolls around or that time of year rolls around. But it's, it's really understanding why we're actually putting music on the platform. Right. And again, if you're just doing it for fun, then this isn't the right podcast for you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this, that's not who we're talking to. I, I love it when you're doing it for fun. Go out and do it for fun. I think that's fantastic. What? Put as much music out as you want and do it however the hell you want. Like it doesn't matter. Right. But we're talking to people who actually want to have careers. And so it then comes down to why Mike and I tell everyone to do EPs and not singles. And there's there's a really big strategy behind that, and it go you know we we talked about follow the leader at the beginning of the of the episode. There's a reason why. Unfortunately, musicians just don't understand marketing well. They don't have a lot of strategies in place, and they think that either they just need to throw as much crap out there as they can to get people to listen and follow and get on playlists and be scrappy, and then pick up the scraps, the little real scraps that they get handed, until a label finds them. Or until the right person comes along into their career. Guys, that's an old model. That's old. That's an old school thing. Um, it still exists. But if that's what you're trying to do, just, you know, that's the pipe dream. That's the pipe dream model. Right. That's the one that everyone's afraid of that talks about it. Okay? Well, and that's where, so for me, right, with with the other side of things that I do in life, um, on the the engineering and the construction side, so I I had my assistant that that was working for me, and he would he would always bring in these these projects that it were like way off of off base from what we were trying to do, what I was trying to get him to do, and so one day I just sat him down and I said, "Okay, the biggest thing you have to think about is." What are you actually trying to do? What are you trying to create? So people need to think more like this, right? Like with releasing music, what are you trying to do? Instead of just saying, okay, other people are doing this, so I am going to do this. Think, what is the outcome that you're trying to create? And then from there, you need to execute on it. Now, I know a lot of people have trouble conceptually thinking through some of these things 
but let's just go for like the the touring example right because this this kills me that <laughs> forever ago there was this band that that, that we played with you played with them town. they yeah. came to town a couple different times and on the last time you guys played with them they were in their broken down van they yeah. didn't even have enough money for like taco bell at the end of the day well they actually they had one venue like a few towns back that gave them a bunch of gift cards to taco bell and that's what they were living off okay of. so they had taco bell gift cards. maybe yeah. they'd they didn't th have any money but they had no money they're sleeping in their van all their equipment's broken yeah they had to use our equipment when they came they had and all their amps were broken and so it and just the snare drum was broken they had to use our snare drum <laughs> and, and there's there's so many startup bands that are in this place and i just go why why did you do that? What were you trying to accomplish? Right. Um, if being broke, hungry, and and miserable is and what you're after. Literally picking up scraps. Then, then go for it. You know, like if that's the experience that you want, then by all means, again, like mission accomplished, right? But if you don't want that experience, you have to think, what are you trying to do? If you're going out on these little tours, playing these tiny little venues for 20 people to try and build a following, I can promise you there's a smarter way. Right. Kay. Especially in today's market where independent artists have access to the broadcasting abilities of a label. Yeah. So that's where, again, it just goes through, like, what am I actually trying so to accomplish? So I want to shine a light on the whole touring thing because we have so many artists we work with that are like, I just want to go on tour with it on a, in a van with my bros and like <laughs> stuff. I'm like, dude. That sounds like the worst thing in my life. I don't want to do that. Even when I was playing a ton with my band back in the emo days, I like they wanted to do that. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that unless I have a bougie bus and like a shower. Like I, I just didn't ever want to. It was never appealing to me. So here's the thing that's interesting about like the micro tours and like the really shitty lifestyle of being on the road and having nothing to eat. That came from the old music industry. And you guys, you're going to hear us talk about that a lot because we have to slay this beast that everyone thinks they still have to be a part of. The music industry is so far behind for entrepreneurs, like music entrepreneurs. Everyone is still trying to play in the old model. And so the whole point of micro tours like that or getting a van with a trailer and going and doing all of that, it goes back to when music was played on the radio regionally. So people would be going into a town and then they'd send their stuff to the radio station and the regional radio station would pump up their music and play their music. And it was back when we were doing like vinyl records. And the only way to get people to hear you was to actually go play in the town and then maybe get some regional radio play. And so in that era, it was super important to be doing micro tours because that was the only way to get out there and, and get people to listen to your music. It was also the way that you could get picked up by a label. Yeah, that's like the only shot you had at it, right? That was the only option. Playing a showcase and hoping that a label executive would be there to see it. That was the only chance you had. Or to move to one of the, the main cities, right? If you were going to do country music and folk music, you were going out to Nashville. You might be going to L.A. or New York. And you had to go to these you know, epicenters to hopefully be seen. That is not the world we live in today. Right. That's not the game anymore. I mean, you can go try to play that game, but it's pretty broken at this point. And as we've seen, it's extremely difficult to get your foot in the door to be a mega superstar. 
Yeah, I mean, that's not the way it works anymore. There's just smarter ways to do things, right? Because you have to look at all your available options and go, okay, is there a better way to do this? Right. Like, do you need to go on a micro tour so that people will hear your music? No, because actually most people don't go see hole in the wall bands. Most people don't do that anymore if they don't have a name already or if they're not already a fan. Do you know who they go see are people they're already fans of? They're going to vet you online first. And it doesn't come from putting out a million singles. It comes from building a platform and a world and a container and ecosystem for your fans and then going on tour. <laughs> like That's a completely different strategy. So start thinking about things like this. Yeah. Because why would you follow the leader when the system is broken? It doesn't make any sense. It's it's not even broke. It's just like things have advanced so far, we so fast. We have different platforms now. That that it's that people almost don't even know what to do with it. Some mm -hmm, people know mm -hmm. what to do, and there's a lot of independent Ooh, artists who are starting to yeah, smash. Yeah, it's so cool. But it's cool to watch. It it's just crazy when you see other people just doing what other people do without understanding one what right. they're actually trying to accomplish, and two why is the other person doing it. If you went and talked to the other person, they'd say, because everybody else is doing it. And so it ends up being this <laughs> mishmash of every do everybody doing what they perceive everyone else is doing. Yeah. But then you look at the exceptions to the rule, and they're not doing what everybody else is doing. They're playing the game differently. Yeah, for sure. So, Mike, what would you – why – let me ask you this question for everybody else, because everyone's like, well, you're stinging my, my ego a little bit because we're talking about – don't do singles and everybody does singles. So why? Why not do a single or a million singles? What and, and the thing is, you guys, there's still room for singles, but it's strategic. Yeah, I think the single is a great game, but you have to understand why, <laughs> why you're releasing a single. So one, you can do singles in a waterfall release, right? Which that that's essentially an album comes out single by single, but then it all kind of, compiles into one album mm. and there's there's a place for that um would you do that if you were a brand new artist if i'm a brand new artist and i'm going into spotify for the first time or even you have a single and you're still super new and you're just trying to launch more music or an ep yeah no matter what okay so if i'm if i'm new to the game my first my first approach is an ep and the reason why, and and Angie said again, we like. We have a lot of people battle us <laughs> on this. That's why we want to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> so, so with the single, people might hear the single and go, okay, great. Like, but a lot of times there's so many one hit wonders that nobody remembers. Okay. You might remember the song, you but you don't remember the artist. Okay. So when you hear it, you're like, oh, that was kind of cool. And in today's world, it's a lot easier. You don't have to spend money, so you can still add it to a playlist. So I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. But you have to understand. So the a full-length album really showcases a lot of music. The problem is, is a lot of people are so antsy to put out music that when they release a full-length album, it's mostly full of crappy songs. And this goes back for forever. Eons. Like, they, like they, when it was vinyl and CDs, they would have two um, singles that they pushed on the radio that were in smashes, and you'd have to buy the full-length album to get those singles, and the rest of the songs were mediocre. And I really think that was strategic. So Super strategic. Back in the day, if someone wrote five hits in a row, 
you would split them up between two albums because you know that one would sell two or three would sell one record, two or three would sell another. Yeah. Um, and people would have to buy the full album for them and they would buy the full album. Now in today's market that again, that doesn't make sense. So times are, are changing. And if someone goes through and listens to a full length album and most of the songs are mediocre, they're never coming back. It's going to be a rough go. Yeah. I Well, and I think I want to point out like, cause you're bringing something up. So, we're saying, you know, release an EP, which is four to six songs under 30 minutes, right? Yeah. So the reason why we say that is, say you do get one of, you, you and you release the whole EP. Say you do get one of your songs on a playlist, or for some reason it's taking off, um, and usually it's because you've marketed it, and you've put it out there, and people are listening to it. If they find that song and then go to your profile and see that all of your songs are smashes, it's an EP, they see all of them at the same time, and they actually have somewhere to go, they're going to follow you. If they go to your, if they go to your um, page and there's nothing there, they're not going to. They're going to be like, oh, they have this single. Cool. Bye. Right. And um, so it's, really, it's a really powerful thing. And then what we say is you launch the EP first if you're a new artist and then promote one song at a time. So they're all there, but you're going to just go after promoting one song at a time. Yeah, you should promote all of them. Um, and y- you want to get them all heard, or at least the, the best ones on there, right? But the EP is the happy medium in creating a body of work that people can, can go through and just get a, a good sample of what you're all about. But it's, but it's not so much that, and really what it comes down to is how much time are you spending songwriting? Mm-hmm. Because even, even great songwriters are probably in a five to one uh, ratio. Meaning, for every one song that's on an album, you should write five or more songs. So I- if, if you're trying to release an EP, which this is, this is my personal recommendation, is I think most people should release an EP every eight months with periodic singles. But, uh, and I don't want to get into like the whole scope of that, but there's a reason for it all. But, if you think about it, if you're trying to release a song or an EP every eight months, right, that means for a five-song album, you need to be writing in the range of 25 to 50 songs every eight months. And then you have to, so you have to have time to write all those songs, pick the top five out of all those songs, and then go and take those into the recording studio and produce them. Yeah. So the problem is, is people write 14 songs and pick 10 of them. Or they'll write one song and be like, I wrote a song. I want to put it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where it's like, okay, guys. And again, we got to think about why. So what are we trying to accomplish with an EP? We're trying to create a fan base out of the gate where you have enough of a body of work that people can really start to see you as an artist that they want to come back to. Not just like, like if I go listen to an artist and I see that they've released one single, I'll just be like, okay, they're they're kind of in the beginning. Th- they haven't really done anything yet, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're going to release another song ever again. Yeah. Um, well, and the thing is, is it's so interesting because, and this is going to be another episode. We can talk about it another time. But um, because we are musicians and artists first, we always think that it's about the music. And it goes back to that um, music-centric entertainer, okay? Um, we always think that it's about the music. And it's actually not, not, 
not to your fans. To your fans, it's about you and about all the different things you do to entertain them. And then it's about the music. So if you're not considering building an ecosystem for your fans around your project and around who you are to become the entertainer that they're looking for, then it's just another passing song. It's just another good, and it might even be a really good song, but it's just another song. And when you consider that there's 60 to 80,000 uploads to Spotify a day, well, they're just going to find more songs. What's going to make them come back to you? And this whole idea of the EP instead of singles plays into building an ecosystem or a world for your fans. What's going to make them come to you and go, whoa, there's something different about this person. There's something different about this music. There's something that I'm just pulled to. And, that, and building that whole project is so important to do before you even go into the recording studio. So we like to jump the gun because all we care about is the music. But your fans care about everything else. The music is about 40% of the whole thing. 60% is entertainment. So start to kind of think about it that way. Even if you can just open up your mind just a little bit to the possibility that there's more than the music. And again, this is for people who actually want to have a career in music, people who want to make money, people who want to do music for a living. You have to start to consider that it's not just about the music. You will never make it if that's what you're trying to do. Right. And we'll, we'll d- dive. I mean, that's such a deep topic oh right? that huge. we can go way into it. But the main thing that we want you guys to get from this is don't just follow people because other people do things. Yeah. Like uh, other people play new shows that open mics and play new songs every time. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and Ask everybody who goes to the open mics has out everything on Spotify. Good for them. But like a- anybody can have music on Spotify. Ask yourself why. Mm. Ask yourself what you're trying to accomplish and then how you're going to accomplish it. And if you're just doing stuff, randomly doing it, ask yourself why. Yeah, like why wh- Why are you choosing to do a cover? What's going to be the strategy behind the cover? What's it going to do for you? You know, because yeah. there is a strategy behind covers, too. Like, they can be super powerful. But if it's like, oh, I'm going to do a cover because I don't want to write a song. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at songwriting. Or it's, I'm going to do a cover because everybody else is doing it. Problem with that is you don't understand the strategy behind why they're doing it. Yeah. Boom. All right. So let's cut to the question of the day. And that is simply this. Like, where are you doing things just because you know other people are doing things? Be honest with yourself. Be like, oh, yeah, I saw I saw my friend who's really successful or not maybe not even successful, but maybe I saw s- this person do X, Y, and Z, so I'm doing X, Y, and Z. You don't know why you're doing it. You just saw someone else do it. Where are you doing that? And then what's a more strategic way that you can do it? Okay. And if you don't know, keep watching this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> then check in next time and we'll and just comment. keep giving it. Comment, comment, comment. If you have a question or if you want to know more about the strategies that we're alluding to, comment below. Yep. Hit and it up. Like it up. Let's do it. You know, if you found this helpful, just go rate and review it. That's all we got. That's all we need you to do. And share. You know, just go in there and give us a review. <laughs> and uh, all the love in the world, y'all. Yeah. And until next time. Peace. Peace.